Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about direct-to-vod movies, uh, specifically Penguin movies. Always have been, always will be. Um, I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I have just an amazing panel today. Uh, first up, her first time on the show, uh, you can visit her website, kristenkey.com, to find out all about her album and also follow her on Facebook and Twitter and everything else in Los Angeles, California. It's Kristen Key. Cockadoodle dude! You're right. That was a pretty obvious quote. You're right. I'm yeah! You first. Also, you ruined my only compliment. Uh, also, well, thanks for being here, Kristen. And uh, I should also say, Kristen, two eyes. There's, That's right. There's not an E yeah. anywhere in that. One vagina. Right. Is that how you remember how to spell your name? No, just two eyes. Okay. Yeah, two eyes, one vagina. That's how you spell Kristen. The vagina is, the vagina is silent. <laughs> uh, ideally. That that's the type of like T-shirt I would just love to see. Two eyes, one vagina. Any kind of context, and in the back it says the vagina. Two eyes, one vagina. Yeah. That voice that you heard, I'm sure you recognize. Freshly married, all full of honeymoon, back in Portland. He's at Anthony Lopez Part Two on Twitter. (laughs) Just that's gross. Um, Anyway, welcome back, Mr. Anthony Lopez. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited for this. You know, I'm about friendship, risk taking, and drinking lots of fish milk. Out of a straw? Delicious, choice. delicious fish milk. Uh, so, out, out of a straw. fish. Out of the fish. Out of a straw. Straight out of the fish's udders. Yeah, they, you, people are yeah. all pasteurizing fish milk. Now. It takes all the fun out of it. It's really, you gotta go straight to the source. Nah. Want that free range fish. Thing is, I was, I was snorkeling uh, deep, go. and the tube went. My snorkel tube went right into a fish, uh-huh. and that's how I got in. That's how I got hooked. <laughs> you know, I bet it was snor- delicious. It's not often oh, that the t- fish hooks you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that voice uh, is uh, at Wilbur with an E, which looks like at with Wilbur with an uh, on Twitter, but or, also uh, Spiffy uh, Spiffy McClure S P I F F I E M C L U R E dot livejournal dot com. <laughs> Uh, when was your live journal last updated? Uh, I can't tell because I thought I was being cute, so I uh, clocked everything up to the year 2030. So I can't actually tell what. <laughs> <laughs> like, the last post is for the year 2030, and I'm like, when was that? <laughs> May- have you ever thought maybe <laughs> you're sending these messages from the future to yourself? Then yeah, you I have the plateaued. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're also at Wilbur with an E on Instagram, which is, I think, your best medium. Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> can I say, well, is that can your I quote from off? the movie? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> don't hit me, Mom. I'm just polishing my trophy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we have uh, a great show for you today. This is episode number 407 of the podcast. We have now done as many episodes as the number of days that William Grenville, the first baron of Grenville and the Whig statesman, uh, spent as prime minister of the United Kingdom. Mm. There you go. Interesting. <laughs> uh, you say that now. Um, give you a quick background on William, of Gre- William Baron of Grenville. Uh, great political career, obviously. He was the first cousin of William Pitt the Younger, uncle of the first Duke of Buckingham and Chandos. Paymaster of the Forces from 1784 to 1789. Became leader of the House of Lords. Then he was raised to the peerage. Uh, Baron Grenville 
Wanton of Brenwood in the county of Buckingham. And he was also the head of the Ministry of Talents for a short period of time. Also, he's in the military as a major of Buckinghamshire in the yeoman, what is yeomanry cavalry. Is it like accounts payable for the army? or I don't know what any of those words I just said meant. I just loved how British that Wikipedia page was. I, I can't hear like Ministry of anything without thinking, that's a Harry Potter thing. Yeah. That's not what they actually have over there. <laughs> ministry of all talents. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. a Harry Potter job for sure. The band Ministry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of, uh, of uh, inscrutable things that don't deserve a sequel, this week... We're talking to we're talking about Surfs Up Two Wave Mania. This is the 2017 direct to video sequel. The 2017 ten that years. blew my mind. Yeah, when yeah. I saw that. The original morning. movie came out in 2007. Was moderately successful wow. and or broke even, as far as I can tell. And so they made ten years later. They followed it up with a direct to video sequel, uh, featuring the talents of the WWE. It's a mashup of surfing penguins and wrestlers. I wouldn't call them talents. <laughs> well, we'll have to ask but, the Ministry of Talents whether or not that counts. The, the Ministry of Talents. So, uh, this, why are we watching this? Here's a great question. Um, we great watch question. This, this episode was sponsored by Molly T. from Charlotte, North Carolina, who says uh, this. So, we're, it's September, which means for all of this month, our listeners are... Uh, were, who who applied? Were, we picked some of the applicants, and those people got to sponsor an episode. Meaning, they got to pick the topics. They got to pay us to make us watch this. Is what I'm saying. So Molly T from Charlotte paid us to watch this movie. How many people did you have to turn down? Uh, I like to be cagey about that number, but I will say many. So wow. two more than ten, less than a hundred. Wow! And we sixty nine. It was sixty nine. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, Just we, in time for Sucktober. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not terrible. We're it's going to be the Rocktober, obviously. Um, which yeah, is no one used Rocktober in a thing. Yet. Well, but we we only watch movies featuring The Rock, so it's a little different. <laughs> it should be Dwayne Johnson Tober. <laughs> right now, he's not allowed to use that other name. Um, I'd like to be a part of that. I'm a big fan. I started following him on Instagram recently after oh, I his saw dogs. his amazing performance in Moana. Yeah. He's, he's a, just a charmer. He's oh. That's a great film, by the way. We're Moana. We're going to watch a, Moana. I, I, I have not actually seen it. I'd like to be head back for that one because uh, I feel like I could have some insight. I've, only, I've seen it about 18 or 19 times so, now. I appreciate that you're this excited to get back on the show, but we haven't even gone through a whole episode yet, so you might want to see how this goes first. Moana <laughs> in Italy okay, okay, is okay, called okay. Oceana because uh, in Italy there's a famous po- porn star named Moana. Really? That's ah. right? Yeah. It's <laughs> really funny. Probably could have used that for that episode. But. Yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have that. Here we are. You guys are all applying to be back on the show in a month. Um, so this is Sponsitober. So this is Molly's choice. And here's what Molly said. Well, first, Molly said, and I wanted to pass this along. Uh, she said, first of all, I'm so happy that Anthony Lopez is a co-host now. When I first watched this movie, I immediately thought of it as a hypothetical read and weep episode. And he was my first choice as guest. So yay. Uh. And I'm glad we were able to get you back from paradise just long enough to make you sit through this movie. Well, I mean, I was there on the islands in real life, so I, was, I wanted to like see the digital version of it too. So that was nice. I mean, I'm sure when can you were help there... ease me back into the ashy city of Portland. <laughs> oh man, oh man, what a time to come back from paradise! Anyway, so Molly, said, this is why Molly wants to watch this movie. Her reasons for picking the movie include this: the plot is very convoluted, but there are a few visually interesting scenes. Also, there's a scene where Vince McMahon appears to be sucking a fish's dick. 
So that is true. It, and she said she offered to send me screen caps if I needed that. A fish's prolapsed anus. Oh God, stop it! Um, <laughs> that's way worse. Check. I mean, you got to milk that gland, you know. I, uh, that's what the good milk is. Of course, that's not what the character is actually doing because we know it's actually using a straw. He's using a straw to drink milk out of the fish's anus, but um, it's. <laughs> It still looks like that, and she said it's a joke that's uncomfortably out of place in a kid's movie, especially coming from WWE Studios, which do mostly ham-fisted Christian movies, and uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoon crossovers. Anyway, surfs up to... Great use of the word ham-fisted. Ham- I agree, and ham-fisted has got to be my favorite metaphor Yeah, because it just it's so good. Like, picture a person with ham for hands, and yeah. then watch them try to do something in your head, and then, like, it's just such a perfect... Oh, it's so good. I want to say ham-handed or ham-fisted all the time. It's great. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Barbara's, uh, Molly says, sorry, Barbara. Uh, I was looking at the word Barbara. Molly says, it's a weird gem, and I think it would be a fun episode. So thank you for sponsoring, Molly. We hope it will be as well. Uh, if you want to sponsor a topic, go to readdiscreet.com and sign up on our mailing list, and we'll have more episodes in Sponsuary. You can figure out when that is. Okay. So for people who have not seen Surf's Up 2, Wave Mania. I'm going to give a brief summary, and then we'll get into our compliments. For you three out there. (laughs) I know. It it (laughs) took the world by storm. Um, I actually mentioned this to a movie critic friend of mine, and he was like, there's no way that movie got a sequel. He just didn't believe it. Oh, it did. I can't imagine a lot of people saw it. But here's what it is. And feel free to interrupt and clarify if you need. But here's what happened. Surf's Up 2, Wave Mania, sequel to Surf's Up, a movie about surfing penguins. Well, those penguins are back, and they still like surfing. Cody Maverick, he's the rock hopper penguin with the giant yellow eyebrows. Lanny is has CPR skills. Tank is a piece of shit who's constantly trying to murder the other ones. And Chicken Joe is a chicken. But this movie is not just a movie. It's a mockumentary because the sports network SPEN, which is like ESPN but in a different order. It's a Surf sp- Penguin Entertainment Network, maybe? Something like Surfing that. Surfing Penguin. It can't be Surf Penguin because they're, they were filming a documentary called Are They Still Cool? surf edition and it would be well, weird it's for like a extreme surf network. extreme makeover home edition was all just home makeovers oh well, i guess that's true i guess that's a good point wait isn't extreme but is there an extreme makeover that's just people's bodies there was and it was not nearly as popular as home edition so they just like like they started but was with that the, the, they was started that? with the plastic surgery one and then they okay. did the home edition one and it blew up was it the same people were they coming in and like looking Ty at her, like her face came in and kicking like, down the drywall tear it down <laughs> move that bus and then it's just a bandaged up lady <laughs> you know what we were doing to that person's face i could really do to that condo over there yeah, a lot of the same skills and planning are involved that's an amazing concept we uh, know your son likes popcorn so we put a popcorn popper on side of your face <laughs> So this is a, uh, they're filming this show called Are They Still Cool, which is a pretty rough, I don't know if I'd agree to be on that show, but uh, it's about Cody Maverick, who <laughs> is indeed still cool. Um, but then it doesn't, then the, the movie that they're filming doesn't really matter because the Hang Five show up. They're a group yep. of roided out penguins voiced by WWE wrestlers. There's John Cena as JC, The Undertaker as Undertaker, <laughs> Triple H as Hunter, Page as Page and Vince McMahon as the otter who sucks fish dicks. This group of trick surfers goes around the world and gets in crazy surfing adventures. Ladies and gentle penguins, it's the moment you've all been waiting 
four. Behold the most extreme team. Surfing the earth and living the dream. Coming to you live in overdrive. Put them together for the hang five. They've surfed on big waves, and they've surfed on other bigger waves. I don't remember all their exploits. Tornado. Tornado. Oh yeah, they surfed a tornado. They surfed yeah. a wave from the end of Point Break. <laughs> yeah, they robbed banks. The ultimate high. They never <laughs> save anything for the swim back Gattaca. <laughs> <laughs> so they, the Hank Five, is also Maverick's favorite, coolest group that he's wanted to be part of since they were young. And it just so happens when they show up on his island for no apparent business and ask him to cook them dinner, which he does, they also casually mention that Vince McMahon is retiring and they need a new member. And their process is to randomly grab whoever's standing nearest to each penguin, and that becomes their little penguin training and competing for the spot. So, Maverick and his- I feel like you are really coming at this from a non-neutral perspective. <laughs> you are not giving that, oh, the guy who sucks fish sticks. He's- <laughs> what is he? He's the leader. He's the Hannibal of the group. He's the grizzled veteran. Uh who has a couple of screws loose, but he's he's lovable as they come and charming, and I get why he would be the leader. I don't he slicks it. his hair back like an old man. He, does. he has he old curls man hair. It. Yeah, he, curl it he does. Yeah. So he he also announces his retirement on short notice with no secession plan. So that's an issue for me. Um, but they so basically they set up Maverick to be in a competition with all of his friends and his bully on who is going to become the new member of the Hang Five. How and many like, movies that's... have you seen where a person announces their retirement like six months before the movie starts? You know how you announce your retirement? No, it's always like, I'm you're... retiring in a week, and everybody's like... <gasps> if you're the leader of a group of five people... Yeah. In you... Men in Black, they don't even, he doesn't even retire until after the end of the, at the, okay. end of the movie. You okay. know? It's like, I'm done. I'm old. Yeah, It's true. They bookend it with retirement but he and also, I, think it's, I i feel like it's important to like keep in mind it wasn't like he didn't set out to make a contest he picked who he wanted he wanted right right and then everyone else like forced the contest to happen essentially okay all right these are good points i you're right my tone was a little i was prejudging maybe i guess it's post judging because i've seen it but my tone was a little unfair <laughs> i think you're right um, I thought it was weird that everybody was kind of evenly matched. Like the girl penguin got the girl, you know, surf pro, and then you know Maverick got the guy that was kind of cool, and they had a good personality match. And the dick was with the other dick, yeah. And then the Undertaker was with the chicken he wanted to eat, and then he was just like, "Oh, okay, I guess that's my guy now." That was- what a team they were! <laughs> the I know. Chicken and the Undertaker, the Undertaker with seaweed for his hair, yeah. You like, guys, I am, <laughs> I am Undertaker hasn't had a, a team this successful since that time him and Kane were tag team partnership. <laughs> oh, Kane's chicken. Oh. Yeah, Kane's. Kane, there you go. We figured out all the connections. Kane was a weird yeah. dentist early on in his career, so he yeah. could be anything. That was his character in wrestling, it, it, was it, the former dentist? He, no, he was a current dentist. <laughs> It his like one of his first characters. It was wrestling like wrestling is weird. It was like Ivan Yankum or something. No. And he, oh, was, he was a psychopathic dentist. Yeah, Kane's oh. got a really weird. Like they didn't know what to do with him for years, so they just kept reinventing him. And then uh, he was like, uh, "Like all right, 
you're now a bone victim, half-brother of an undead wizard, and you don't talk. And that's the one that caught. <laughs> that's the one that stuck? That's the one that stuck. <laughs> they were like, this was on the first napkin. What have we been doing? <laughs> <laughs> so the otter with the fish sticks leads them on this quest to... Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, and also the quest they're doing is they're going to go the most exciting adventure to date, which is to die in a very dangerous surf wave during a lightning <laughs> storm on a beach that is made exclusively out of sword rock. I thought that the trenches were just like made up. To, to scare little kids. Oh, it's real, all right? And everything you hear about it is true. It's hidden somewhere on Slaughter Island, the most dangerous and mysterious place on the planet. Jagged rocks, huge cliffs. It's a surfer's graveyard. And we're going to ride it. RTL. Am I right, guys? Heck yeah, RTL. RTL. They never, the goal is not to go die. <laughs> they, are, they are thrill seekers. They are extreme OTL. sports enthusiasts. I they would are going argue, to ride the ultimate wave. I would argue that almost every extreme sports uh, enthusiast is, the ultimate goal is to die. You, the ultimate goal is to get a rush. Death is a very real and <laughs> obvious consequence. <laughs> you know what, Alex? I think... You and your little office not going, that's death. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) They're going out there to live. OTL, buddy. Oh, man. So RTL, obviously, is their code word for ride the lightning that they keep saying all the time. Um, But So they're going to the super dangerous surface. Which, don't you think that's a euphemism for steroids? Just a little bit? Oh. Because yeah, because all the replacement penguins were like four feet shorter than the big penguins, and not you gotta go ride that lightning, and you'll be big like us. There's gonna be some HGH, and uh, oh man, there's gonna be some gross drugs in their future. HGH is that's what they're sucking out of those fish. I guess it would be yeah, it would be like PGH, right? They wouldn't need human growth hormone because they're peas. Or the but the or an auto. Yeah, yeah, OGH, sure. Um, Or maybe that's what he's sucking out of the fish. Yeah, FGH. Taking a little bit of that fish hormone, that uh, uh, omega-3 fatty acids. All right. So anyway, that was a bad riff. So um, they're, they go on this adventure uh, where they go on. They go, there's so much stuff to test them out. There's a, a jump scares at night. There's a tightrope flipping contest. There's an Indiana Jones-style tomb raiding adventure that has no consequences. And then they hang glide over lava where... One of the penguins that tries part to murder bothered the other one. me. I mean, not just to say that not the rest of the movie didn't, but that part bothered me because all of a sudden Cody Maverick is all like, "Hey, I saw these ancient ruins that show us how to get through this lava because there was a penguin that surfed on fire." Yeah. So let's hang glide over it. Yeah. Like, what the hell does that have to do with surfing on fire? You wanted like, them to actually surf on the fire. You thought hang gliding was I, a cop out. Well, that's what the hieroglyphics <laughs> seem to indicate. I, that to get through it, they should have to survive. are all dead. It. That's why they're only in hieroglyphic form now. I was excited. I That's thought they point. were going to figure out a way to, like, make surfboards out of, like, porous rock that wouldn't melt immediately. Like, yeah, actually yeah. surfing on lava. I was, I too, yeah. was disappointed. You were at the oh, edge of your seat right going, here it comes. Didn't it seem logically like that's where we were being led? <laughs> You're being led there because hieroglyphics, you see penguins surfing on fire and then the penguins approach fire and he goes, hey, there were pictures of penguins surfing on fire. So next logical step is we're going to fly over it. What? 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 But flying is pretty great. Well, then there should have been a hieroglyphic of a penguin flying over fire. Here's how they flew, by the way. They took a surfboard 
and attached two palm fronds to it, and that was a hang glider. That's all it took. Yeah, I, yeah. it turned on a dime too. How which, dime. which okay. <laughs> In normal empty air conditions would not work, but because of the hot air, oh, the updraft it provided yeah. them enough lift and almost killed one of them. So yeah, one of them tries to murder another one. Chicken almost dies. Anyway, and then they all survive and they learn that the true meaning of friendship is something and then he's not retiring and they all go back to small town life because they decide they need that more. And that you should I think the moral of the story is you shouldn't defend yourself against bullies because he just has to go back and hang out with his constant bully and tormentor since he was a child. So that's the movie. I guess they do. I mean, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm just going to take off. <laughs> <laughs> they do end up surfing in the crazy lightning storm where most of them almost die. And they not only is a lightning storm, so the place they're going is the trenches. And the trenches is just a series. It, it should be called like uh, the Impaler Rock or something because there's just a million impaling rocks everywhere. It, it should be called yeah. Walrus Mountain because it oh, was right. shaped like a giant That's walrus. That's a good point. There was a clear walrus mountain there. How do you not name it after that? How are like you so jaded? Ever seen a walrus before? But how are you so jaded at naming stuff that you see a fifty-foot rock carved to look just like a walrus, and you're like, "I'm going to name this after the trench." They didn't name it that, Alex. <laughs> That's what <laughs> legend named it. I, you don't have to be defensive about the legend. I was attacking the legendary people. Anyway, that's the movie. We should be, we've gone plenty far enough. We should do a compliment. We like to start and end every show with a compliment. It's called the compliment sandwich. I know it's not really the start of the show anymore, but. It's close enough. Uh, Anthony, yeah, you I'm... really loaded it with <laughs> negative olives Anth- on the top. <laughs> Anthony, I'm going to let you go first. What's your major compliment? We'll get to you, Stephen. Um, I I liked the uh, the really obvious shoving in of like real world like the WWE characters. Like I did laugh when John Cena was like. You can't see me, or like when the Undertaker did his like sit up with his eyes rolled backwards, or Hunter was an asshole. Uh. That's what he is. Like <laughs> I, I, like I liked those moments. They like they were fairly obvious, and they did like the Dead Man one twice. But like when he sat up, like the Undertaker does with his eyes rolled back, I was like, okay, I get that. It was disconcerting uh, how much. Uh, the Triple H penguin looked like Triple H. <laughs> yeah. I, they, they're like, like I got the looks because they were pictures online, but I did not know any of those wrestling moves. So I was like, I did, man, those are great little well, jokes I didn't get. They weren't really like wrestling moves. It was just more like character stuff. Like yeah. John Cena, John Cena like, like you can't see hand. me. I thought when, uh, when uh, the main character is leaving in the dead of night silence, he does like a silent you can't see me wave. Which made me laugh. Wait, why out does loud. John it's... Cena say you can't see me? Because you can't see him. Because he's wearing camo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? What do you mean I can't see him? He's so fast. He comes. Yeah. He's on the ropes. He's over you. But your move saying that I can't see you is a visual joke. <laughs> I don't yeah, get it's... it. It's brains are exploding all over this podcast. It's, it's more of a precognitive sight. You, he's unpredictable. Uh, you can't see where he's gonna be next. I can't precog and him. Th- the thing is, wrestling things don't really need to make sense 
You know, like, I don't know what The Rock is cooking smells like. What it needs to be is something that children can yell on playgrounds. Well, I like that one. And You Can't See Me is a perfect I love that one. I like You Can Smell What The Rock Is Cooking because that's got that, you know, throwback to that traditional form of cooking where you have hot rocks in a hole and you're making poi or whatever. Barbecue. Barbecue. No, but, like, the one where you actually bury the food. Bury the pig, yeah, yeah. You bury the pig with hot rocks. Like, that has, like, some of his culture. You Can't See Me is just a direct lie. An easily is... Oh, I always thought he was cooking stir-fry. Oh. Huh. Okay. Uh, no, not I, was, I smelled something wrong. Oh, it was the walk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I've always smelled the walk. All right, Kristen, what's your major compliment for uh, um, Surf's Up 2? I, you know what? Both of mine are visual. We'll start with my my favorite was when uh, I believe it was JC pulled Cody out of quicksand. Yeah. Was that who he pulled out? Of, was it Cody that was buried, or was it a different? I think I, well, I think Undertaker the bully was, was buried. At, was it the Undertaker the that was buried? Was like buried, buried. Oh yeah. No, yeah. it was the one where she had to really muscle up to yeah, get him out. That's the, so they it was had the, to like, it was the Undertaker. Really show all of his enormous muscles. That it didn't even have was, a joke. It was just it was no, a joke. It was real it was gratuitously it was long. Funny, like because it was so gross. <laughs> He had oh, no. penguin yeah. abs, and yeah. like I wouldn't call it gross. Like his, well, his penguin pecs like started stuff. veining out, like yeah. Ultimate Warrior in the eighties, just like throbbing. And then you're like, okay, he'll pull him out soon. And then it cuts to some other ones, and it cuts back to him, and he's still like, it's all popping. So, it was yeah. You guys are saying gross, but all I'm hearing is sexiness. That's well, and it was then, incredible. Uh, Cody was on one arm going, "Wow," <laughs> and then the other the girl was like, "Ooh." Oh, man. <laughs> Man. There were there was like I think it cut away twice and back to him like it was a very long yeah in an eighty four <laughs> like... minute movie they still were able to go back to that joke multiple times in the was same it a scene, joke it wasn't a callback to... I was just saying like they got to they got to drag that joke out and it still came in under ninety minutes that's pretty awesome I don't think they thought it was a joke I think they were all like yeah no it's that guy clearly is a ripped. visual get. look how muscly yeah. Cause they're, yeah. I mean, they're muscly kind of in the, in the mood, but then it shows like, oh, he's got weird human Mr. Universe muscles with yeah. like, <laughs> veiny, veiny penguin, penguin peck penguin. muscles. It was hilarious. I, I could I watch that imagine, scene like, on repeat. Yeah. Sorry, Kristen, a little talking over Kristen. What was yeah. you saying? Oh, I could watch that scene on repeat for like an hour. Yeah. Anthony, Just, what were you saying to uh, I, I just imagine that was like John Cena came by to visit the animation house one day and was like, what are you guys working on? Okay, what if it was like longer? Like, no, let me show you. Like, let me really, and he just started like flexing and like really working out the animation. He is know? pretty big, that John Cena yeah. character. He's Man. very, he's definitely like top heavy. Too. Yeah, and like bu- yeah. real square face, square upper body. Yeah, look at that guy. Jesus. Super cool dude. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. What do you, in what way? What do you mean? He's uh, he's like a good like humanitarian. He loves oh. his fans. There's a video he did like a PSA where he's like walking down you know the streets of America and he's saying everyone's allowed to be here. Oh, <laughs> I like, think John he- Cena has more hours contributed to Make a Wish Foundation than any other celebrity. Huh. Like he. He spends so much time because, like, John Cena's character is like, uh, he's like Superman, right? He's like the ultimate Boy Scout, good guy, yeah. never loses. Uh, and, like, kids just love him. And he, like, loves giving back. And it always seems very sincere huh. with him. 
Uh, I have nothing but nice things to say. I don't think it's a great like a character in wrestling, but as a person, John Cena has always seemed amazing to me. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry you couldn't see that, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my my comment is that I really liked the uh, that the Undertaker wears a fedora while he's surfing. It's not. Oh, huh. oh God. <laughs> it's, just, it's more of like a whatever, like a plague doctor hat. It's like a, a large felt hat with a, a thick white uh, belt around it, but. I just like that he wore a felt hat while surfing. Even like when he fell off the board, he comes back up, the hat's still on. My theory is that it's not a hat, it's his actual head. The way like a hammerhead huh. shark has that bone that's like a hammer. This and then is he's his, got seaweed and kelp yeah. embedded in his skull. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, that was my favorite. I liked his hat. It made me laugh multiple times. Uh, small compliment, but I don't even have one for the later compliment. So I'm, I'm not leaving any for the swim back. Uh, Steven, obviously, you have a few things you like, but what's your most favorite part? What's your major compliment? Watching the movie only made me want a Hang 5 movie or a Hang 5 show. They, and I get, like, because their job is to act, albeit, like, they have to be, like, sort of a bigger, more animated version of like a normal person, so I right. guess that's why their vo- their uh, performance would lend well to an anime. But I thought they really, for the most part, there are some off moments, but they really hit it out of the park. There's so many uh, <laughs> cartoons uh, with like athletes and stuff, and it's like, oh hey guys, I was just in town for the big basketball tournament. I wanted to see what was up. Right. Uh, and they really, you could tell they were having fun with it. Vince yeah. McMahon? Yeah. I was like, is this really Vince McMahon? Because he kills it. Yeah, he does, <laughs> he does put a lot into yeah. it. The they definitely put more than, like, it. <laughs> when, like, like, people would show up on Scooby-Doo, right? Like, they definitely put in more of an effort than, like, the Harlem Globetrotters did or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donnie Osmond, hey, I'm here for the big battle of the bands. Are you solving <laughs> a mystery? <laughs> no, these guys really... Uh, because it was... Uh, it, it, I mean, it was a dead brand. Uh, and WWE was like, we want to diversify. We want to get... We like these surfing penguins. We think it would be fun to do. And... I, you, you can tell they were just having a blast to get to do it, and I it, really just, like... it was good vibes. The whole movie is good vibes. It doesn't, and you may disagree with it, it doesn't feel like a cash grab. It felt like <laughs> it felt like a cash grab to some people. All movies are cash grabs, but it felt like they WWE was, at least them, they were focused on making a fun kids movie that would put their superstars in a good light, in a more, like, it's a marketing thing, but they wanted them to have a good image, so I don't think they phoned it in. I think Diedrich Bader phoned it in. I don't want to disagree, but... <laughs> he really steals the show there. in a lot of movies, okay. but I was like, Diedrich Bader, Normally you? we don't allow disagreement time. during compliments, but this is basically the end of the compliment sandwich and time for the next round. I, so. I feel like they... I will say that I think they tried their best, but at multiple times, I didn't know that this was a WWE wrestler 
voiced movie. So it's, and I had to look it up eventually. Like, yeah. who is doing this? Because I kept picturing the voiceover actors in a room by themselves without other actors just mm. reading their lines because yeah. I was like, this just seems disconjointed to me. Um, uh, so yeah. I, I guess I, I didn't, I didn't get that. Um, <laughs> Doing this fun for the kids. But when you mentioned, like, I, I assume they were trying their very, very best. But, yeah, but they're, yeah. <laughs> at the same yeah, at the same time, they are pro wrestlers. I feel like so. a lot of the lines were delivered the way pro wrestlers deliver lines, which is like yelling into a mic in a huge arena. As, as Like, it didn't feel like there was a lot of subtlety in any of their work. No. Say that, but of, then. Half of their performance yeah. is the backstage stuff. Oh, mm. I haven't actually watched it. And, I don't know that. And, like, I, drama, I did the like story the story parts. Most of them were playing an amped up version of themselves. Yeah. Except for Vince McMahon, because his character on the show is like job. the corrupt, evil owner of the company. Right. Yeah. And here he's like the fun. It's all about family and friends. He's the fun I dad. Loved him. Yeah. He was just. Yeah. I was he like, is fun. Ah. Except for that fish milk thing, which was real weird. I don't thought, understand the fish milk. Yeah. I honestly thought that just the shoehorning. The surfs up characters, yeah, and yeah. the pre- like they could have been they could have been cats. They could have. I liked just the lineup of the the wrestlers that they chose. The dynamic of them, I thought they could do any movie where they're like a Guardians of the Galaxy sort of uh, super setup. team. Uh, I okay. I'm not gonna say you've won me over. Because I feel like it's definitely too early in the show to give in. <laughs> but I am picturing a kid who loves the WWE and loves John Cena. And they turn on this movie and it's their favorite WWE people as these ridiculous penguins. I bet you'd have a great time. If you were a kid who loved the WWE, this would be a really fun movie. I don't like penguins. I don't like... <laughs> what? I don't like Hold on a second. Surfing? We're not going to go past I don't this. Like... We'll go, we're going to talk about surfing in a second. But let's start with penguins. What do you not like about penguins? Uh, they, they just... They mate for life. Is that it? Yeah. You <laughs> just don't like... You like your birds free? You don't like them Dad tied down? Monogamy. Do they yeah. mate for life? Because Tank was really willing to throw his girlfriend's surfboard. That's right? true. He did. Well, also some penguins... Uh, fun fact for you. Some penguins have been shown to engage in prostitution. It's one of two species what? we have documented proof of prostitution. Yeah, so they... Uh, it's the oldest job in the world. It is. Well, yeah. So <laughs> this is my favorite thing that I read in an actual scientific paper a little while ago, which was that um, they build their nests out of tiny pebbles. A lot of, like, I believe it was emperor penguins, but they believe, build these tiny nests out of pebbles. And as the more and more penguins get to the island to mate, they start running out of pebbles. And it's a long, long walk on webbed feet to get to the new the pebble ground. And so sometimes the male penguins will go out searching for for pebbles, and they will. Ex- and there there are other penguins who will mate with them in exchange for pebbles. That's I prostitution. That prostitution. Like, that sounds like a scientist who really loves penguins trying to excuse sexual assault. <laughs> I, I don't mean to be an apologist. No, it's a, he's not stealing the rock and, <laughs> the, and taking advantage of this penguin. We have we have seen it with monkeys, where like monkeys will do that, where they will trade food for sex, and then we've the scientists. Not we. I had no part in this. This is fucked up. But scientists set up an experiment where they were like they found these monkeys who were trading the bonobos who were trading food for sex, and then they set up a system where they would trade food to the monkeys for money. They would make these coins and are like, if you bring us a coin, we'll give you food. And then the monkeys would trade coins for sex. What did they have to do to wean them into that? <laughs> 
Anyway, this has been Alex's research about prostitution in the animal kingdom minute. Uh, I'm going to wrap that up. And now we're actually going to play a game. We're going to go into uh, Lizard of Bullshit Mountain. So it used to be called King of Bullshit Mountain, then it became Lizard of Bullshit Mountain. And actually for this week, we're going to call it Penguin of Surf Wrestle Tidal Wave. Wizard of Valid <laughs> Opinion <laughs> Walrus-Shaped Rock. Well, so this, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. This was one, a thing Molly requested. We haven't played this game in a while, but basically, instead of just hating it, we're going to turn our hates into questions, and we're going to ask them to whoever is the current penguin of... of what did you say? Valid Opinion of Walrus? It's got to be penguin. Wizard of penguin Valid of Opinion Walrus-Shaped yes. Rock. So whoever is the new Rolls wizard, off the tongue. wizard, yeah, whoever's the current wizard, we'll start with Steven. Who, we'll just whoever explain it. Uh, is the who has the belt? Yeah, you mm. you currently hold the title. So we'll just ask Steven questions, and he has to answer them as quickly as he can. And you don't get penalized for being wrong; you just get penalized for hesitating or for being inconsistent. Well, so really, film is subjective, and there's exactly no that's the secret to this answers. game. So um, let me start by asking you a question, Steven. Who is going to watch this documentary? Who was the SPEN film for? Like in this, you're talking in this the fictional lore. Yes. The, yes. Uh, anyone who is, I, I imagine all the characters, there are no humans in this reality. So I assume it's that's just, true. Yeah. Uh, any big city type who has a, a, a thrill for extreme sports. It's like a 30 for 30. It's just, <laughs> it's their equivalent of a 30 for 30 or side of just anything. Uh, uh, Millie Vanilli, where are they now? Yeah. Well, we know where half of them is. Like, it's. I, I guess my question then really is just are there other animals in this world? Because there's only six people on Pengu Island and there are the five, hang five, but that's the only 11 creatures we see in the entire universe well we know there are otters we know there are fish there's at well, otter and there's an imaginary fish and there's at all, otter. either there uh are walruses or there was just a thing that we can recognize as a walrus <laughs> so and they have no idea what that creature is uh-huh. and i don't i don't know if the um i've never seen the first one no. Yeah, I feel like the lack of extras was a budgetary concern. <laughs> like that was. <laughs> you think that the cash uh, because grab? Because I think there. Didn't are, have I, I think I've like clips it up because there. It's like a big surfing tournament, and I think there are more oh, uh, okay. animals in the first. And, one. and there's there's chicken. There's um, right. Yeah, there's there's one crabs. One. He mentions crabs. Uh, oh, there was a hermit crab that crawled out of his shell. Oh, that's a good. I thought of that. Didn't think of that. All right. Cool. And the but, way he uh, I mean, uses the phone, the conch as a cell phone, and is like, oh, redirecting. Ah, just cute. <laughs> Wait a second. Like, I is... like when he tried to. Yeah, well, that's a compliment. Never mind. <laughs> you can compliment in the middle. That's fine. Steve, I like when he tried to make a call on the clam, but it was just a clam. Oh, it's just a regular clam. <laughs> yeah, that was a good joke. Chicken Joe. Is I so like that joke. But um, I mean, this documentary would be like it's like. Dear Zachary or Catfish, like, you think you're going into just a, oh, they still cool doc? Like, the filmmakers making it, right? They were just doing, like, a show program. And all of a sudden, these five legends come in and just involve oh, yeah. themselves in your subject's life. Like, it's a pretty, pretty, would be a pretty cool documentary if you didn't know what it was. If you just thought you were watching a Where Are They Now? Well, a but thing instead I w- of that, you know. Yeah, yeah. A thing I was wondering is, is the, the first one is mockumentary style, too. Supposedly, but I, yeah. I wonder if they lean into it more in that one. Because it does kind of seem like in this one, they're like, well, we got it. Like, how do we turn it into 
that sort of mockumentary thing. But then they they only do that every once in a while, yeah. like beginning and like once and later. They just barely mention it all. Do but little it's interviews. So yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, does anybody else have a question for Steven? That was a pretty good answer. I I have uh, a, f- a few questions. Uh, so okay, so when after they 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 fall into the pit. And they land in this weird room with all these statues and everything. And they yeah. think it's a tomb. But then he goes, it's not a tomb. It's a hall of fame. But it was totally a tomb, right? <laughs> like there's actually a tomb there. And yeah. there's like booby trap. Like you don't boop. You're not going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's like, oh, don't touch Coco Bain's guitar. Yeah. Or a whole fucking plane's going to fall down oh, on you. A giant you know? piano key will crush your head. Yeah, and then a, like – yeah. It I mean, was a tomb, right? One would argue that a rock and roll hall of fame is tomb for the the legacy of <laughs> a rock star. Uh, That's a great answer. Would one argue yeah, that? Yeah. That's a very good answer. I, I mean, it's it, a great cause, answer because stardom kind of transcends the person's actual life, so yeah. people's memory of a person is better memorialized in sort of a hall of fame display than a rock in the ground uh no probably for sure a tomb but (laughs) but he sees it as a hall of fame because it's it's legend and it's probably booby trap because they're all extreme and it's like if you can't Mm. make it past the booby traps traps you don't uh deserve to be at walrus rock i do sort of a i do sort of wonder about like Tombs are kind of Hall of Fames, right? We, it's rare that there's like yeah, a pyramid is a yeah. Hall of Fame. It's not for like one this guy. pyramid, and then inside the the hieroglyphics are like didn't do much, died young, <laughs> we didn't really care, not very interesting, boring dude, right? I mean, I guess he did die young, in, uh, and they even them, but... they'll play it up. Yeah, yeah, presumably they exa- exaggerate. And they won't mention the bad stuff. They won't... <laughs> You Ooh, just did. D Barnes, who's that? You know, <laughs> Stephen just did because he, he's in studio today. So I saw he just did a little uh, jerk off motion with his hand. Which no, I, I did a slash the throat. Oh, okay. That, interesting how similar those easily are. they can look very similar. Yeah, <laughs> I was put that out because I thought since this is hieroglyphics that maybe you were just like doing your hand version of the hieroglyphics, which would be like, yeah, yeah, this king, no big deal. And then the hieroglyphic of a jerking off sound. Do you uh, jerk yes. off folded so that your pelvis is up near your neck? <laughs> Not always. Do you do it in a height of it? If you're if you're asking me questions, that means you must have abdicated responsibility, and I'm now the wizard of uh, walrus-shaped rock. Well, bullshit your way out of <laughs> this question. The answer is yes. I have a height of bed, and if it explodes, I'm not going to stop. I mean, it's not pertaining to the movie, so I, I have a like question. I'm still the wizard, but uh... Chris, did you have a question for me? I'm the new. Wizard. I do. I have a question. Oh, grand wizard of bullshit rock. Not grand wizard. Um, that sounds racist. Oh, I'm sorry, Grand, Grand Wizard <laughs> of the PPP, some sort of. Anyway, so I, I don't, I don't understand. Is there any sort of like moral uh, compass to this movie? Considering that Tank really has no consequences for his dickish behavior. In, in, for example, the the gold surfboard. I was thinking about the the yeah. tomb or yeah. Hall of Fame where they're told not to touch anything. And he's like, cool, I'm going to swipe this gold surfboard. And then he makes it out just fine with his gold surfboard and totally gets to keep on it. And later on, hang glides and then surfs with it. Yeah. And nothing ever happens to him. So is that is that a, a great, good? Great question. Is that a good thing for I this movie? One thing that's happening right now in especially kids' movies and, and, and entertainment for children is, is there's a lot of anti-bullying messages. But there, you know, there's two sides to every story. And I think this movie is the first pro-bullying 
kids movie I've seen, which is that he, I mean. ne- he gets away entirely with being a bully. And the moral, the sort of like the, the team is like mad at, at Maverick for being in a fight with the bully instead of being like, you shouldn't have tried to like, Hey bully, you shouldn't have murdered your friend and tried to murder him in this uh, okay, fire Alex, pit. Let me stop you for a couple of seconds. Okay. Cause <laughs> I mean, I I want to say something about that. About the, just no, I, I'm Anthony, with Stephen here still. on this. That like, there's like, it's almost like the two p, like the main character and the bully, like they deserve each other. They, the the oh. main character is such a piece of shit. Like, okay, yeah. so in the first movie, he apparently like realized, hey, winning's not important, so he let his friend Chicken Joe win. And then the movie opens with him being like, I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. Fuck, I did something yeah. nice. <laughs> jealous of Chicken Joe, who's life is ten years. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, throughout this whole movie, he is, besides the female penguin and Chicken Joe, the two of them are just, they're both self-serving, completely selfish, shitty p- penguins. Yeah. Like, I, I think the moral compass is based around the the wrestling site because they all have a very strong compass they're just constantly reinforcing these themes of like be there for each other it's not about uh vanity like i like the uh john cena in the tomb scene when he's like dude i surfing's awesome but like there's way more to life than surfing think about it like he wanted to be remembered for who he is not what he did okay like which those are more similar than i think he was saying but and also says the guy who's in a (laughs) His whole thing is being in a surf group that's going to die surfing, doing more and more dangerous. He's surf part stuff. of a family. Yeah. Are you Are you going to give uh, fucking the Fast and the Furious crew for being shit in dangerous situations? No, they're family, I, Alex. I mean, definitely, I would, but I'm still going to give you a steal for this. You got the steal. Anthony is the new wizard of Walrus Shaped Rock. I'm going to start my own podcast about this movie. <laughs> Go for it. Uh. Be- Ask well, okay. In Anthony, the form of a question and to Anthony. To talk about this uh, moral compass, uh, question while for Anthony. it is, I feel uh, the wrestlers do uh, serve as a magnetic north for these characters. <laughs> uh, wow. Do you. <laughs> this is deep. This is really deep. If you imagine, I, he. Cody <laughs> went. Uh, he, he risked. Uh, stardom to save his friend chicken joe mm. chicken joe blew up he became a superstar uh cody's just sitting with a very unsuccessful uh surf school uh living in like a one room hut and yeah. then his dream people and come surrounded by pebbles how did he get those pebbles with the offer <laughs> to have you ever seen the pebble in prostitution the uh <laughs> Have you ever changed or, like, grown as a person, but then, you know, sort of relapsed and, like, needed to get back on the correct path? This is a fine point, but it does not sound like a question for our current wizard of Walrus Hip Rock, Anthony Lopez. Well, what I'm saying is, why is it so unrealistic to fall back into your old ways? Why is that a negative of the film? I don't think it is. I, I, I mean, I think Good. it is a negative to the film that he's so incredibly unlikable through like his yeah, uh, sort of fall. But like, I kind of like the 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 setup isn't bad of like this guy who like, 
was regretting doing this thing and then gets this crazy opportunity dropped into his lap that he's always wanted since he was, you know, a small five-year-old penguin or whatever, you know? I wonder how so I get live. that. Like, Maybe is five a good age? And he's not trying to throw anyone under the bus. He's just blinded by his own ambition and he doesn't think about okay. the people okay. around well, him. Well, he does have that scene, right? Like there was that one when he's like, I liked when he's, you know, he's so blinded and he he's so, he's, he's so like myopic and only seeing that the bully is going to get left behind. And he's talking about how he'll never return again. And his other friends are there like, you know, that includes us, too. And like that realization, that moment, you know, I thought could have worked better if it was, you know, more flushed out, more thought out. But like, I do think that is the beginning of his character tone because he was only seeing that. He was beating the bully, but he didn't realize that his other friends were getting hurt too. You know. Uh, follow uh, okay, up. okay, hang on a second, you guys. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm still hosting. Uh, we need to move, <laughs> keep moving, and also, uh, you guys have been talking back and forth, and neither of you are asking or answering questions. So I've got a question. So, I've got a question. Well, before you go, Kristen, I, I, hold on a second. I didn't hold on even second, use Steven. vocal fry. I had hold on a second. A question mark. Hold on a second. Uh, Kristen, because you have been waiting so patiently for your turn, uh, you are going to be the new wizard of uh, Walrus Shaped Rock. You've taken over. Anthony was too, talking for too long, and Stephen wasn't asking questions. So you're in charge I, now. Hang on, Stephen. But she had Fine. a question. Okay, I'll defend this movie. Well, you just have to explain it. And here's what I want to know first from you. And so obviously, Anthony and Stephen, uh, one of the reasons I thought they were great picks for the show is that they know something about wrestling. Uh, but you know, know a little bit about <laughs> surfing. So what I want to know is, how Dude. was the surfing in this movie? I enjoyed it. Uh, whereas I don't know that it was true to life realistic, I enjoyed that they paddled uh-huh. and they used their, their little flippers to paddle. Yeah, but most uh, yeah. most surf movies or cartoon surf movies or fake surf movies, they just show people standing on waves. And I love that they showed them paddling and paddling very hard for these monster waves. And so, and that's the hardest part of surfing. So they showed them paddling into waves and standing up. And I really enjoyed I enjoyed that. Did, so, at um, one point, they were on the top of that huge monster wave, and it seemed like they were riding the up part and not the down part. Yeah, that's not realistic. Oh. But um, they are penguins. Uh, and so, <laughs> considering real, I, I'm not exactly sure how penguins do it, right. uh, humans don't surf that way. But um, I'm not going to, because I'm not an expert on penguin surfing, sure. I'm not going to say it's not possible. Sure. Minus having like a special treasure uh, surfboard, how dangerous <laughs> is lightning to an average surfer? Like, does anyone, do people actually get struck by lightning? I get like weather and it will make bigger swells and stuff like that. But is lightning really a concern? Lightning is a concern because lightning uh, water is a conductor. Salt water is uh, an even more is a, it's a conductor for electricity. So if mm. lightning strikes the water near you, it can electrocute you. So usually that during makes- a lightning storm, surfers will paddle in and not surf on an electrocuted wave. What if you were um, uh, wearing a, like, aren't you wearing a rubber wetsuit? Wouldn't that make you... Not, it's neoprene, uh, not rubber. Uh, uh, so unless you're surfing in a full body tire, you're probably not going to be protected much from from lightning. Uh, so what they were doing essentially was a suicide mission. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. They really were trying to die. The only thing I, that could have made it more dangerous if they'd been holding umbrellas. I have another question. Yeah. Yes. Does that, do you feel that the riding the light surf the lightning? 
is not as impressive as Sophie non lava. Like they, it seems like they would have done that thing and been like, "It's like you're in my head." Planned, <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. It's like we you're in my head. For me, I just I wish we could throw that to the side. If the the movie to me, the big climax should have been surfing fire, um, because I think they could have come up with a way to do that. Whereas when they were like, "We're gonna ride the lightning," I'm like, "Well, you'll fucking die." Yeah. Um, so you think? But if they would have, a if, lightning storm is more dangerous than lava. Well, since we're, we're suspending a little bit of reality because they're penguins and we're just assuming that they're tougher than the average bear. Um, <laughs> and I like the idea of making some sort of porous rock surfboard yeah, to surf yeah. on. I just love the idea of, of surfing <laughs> uh, a lava wave uh, as opposed to let's ride, let's just electrocute the shit out of each other for no reason. Do do surfers spend a lot of time and like concentration on staying in formation is that a big thing in surfing yeah, could actually help not at all not at all okay. they're not ducks uh, <laughs> and they're not not a lot of surfing troops that i'm aware of <laughs> right because it's so like at any moment you could just start moving yeah radically yeah usually it's like like a, you know a person or two to a wave but they stay apart from each other definitely not in a tight formation uh you'd want to you'd want to give each other your space um <laughs> Yeah, don't want to bunch up there uh, surrounding the guy that's a conduit for electricity during the lightning ride. I just want to point out that when Steven was doing that thing about riding erratically, he was also making the jerk-off motion. I was doing a (laughs) snake winding. (laughs) No, Alex, at a certain point, you're just looking for the jerk-off motion, I think. (laughs) I think, you know, know, to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm the hammer. All right, well, that is the end of uh, Wizard of... Walrus shaved rock, and that means the winner is Kristen. Congratulations, Kristen! Yeah. You were riding the bull when it stopped bucking. Great, congrats! Thanks. I got some shit to say. No, we have to move on. Um, <laughs> it feel really good. I just like to thank you guys for being a part of my ride. It was a team effort, you know. We right. you know? Ride, ride or die. I need cockadoodle, dude. And I made myself so easy to love. Yeah. Yeah. How much they hated. So today's episode was sponsored by Molly. Uh, and one of the things when <laughs> the you. Drug? S- <laughs> yep. <laughs> the lady. The lady. I feel like it sells itself. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Okay. <laughs> Have you guys tried Molly? Are your teeth not ground down enough? Do you. Anyway. Um, so, no. So, Molly. Uh, of course, get, that'd be your first <laughs> first thing about Molly. Narc. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, so one of the things that we let you do when, when people sponsor this episode, uh, sponsor an episode, or sponsor the show, is we ask them if they have anything of theirs that they want to mention and promote, or just b- draw attention to. And Molly said, "This I personally don't have much to promote, but if you wouldn't mind plugging my mom's paper craft shop, I would re- that would be really nice." <laughs> so check us out. Molly's mom uh, has a paper company called Rock Springs Paper Craft, and uh, they are at rockspringspaper.com. And what what she does is she makes hand marbled uh, paper, and it's oh. really beautiful stationery, wow. notebooks, uh, posters, coasters, the whole thing. So um, each sheet she marbles is unique, and uh, the pattern and the color choices, you can personalize stuff. And also, she even took the time to add a promo code for our listeners. So if you type hmm. in readweep, one word, 
at checkout, all lowercase, readweep at checkout. You get free shipping. Readweep. Readweep. So uh, rockspringspaper.com, hand-marbled paper, stationery, notebooks. It's really beautiful. At least go look at it. Um, and, and I'm writing it down. Rock Springs That's cool. Paper crafts paper uh, beautiful and has a good weight and tooth to it. It's also the only paper craft marbling company that doesn't use any deer blood. <laughs> so I mean I I guarantee it's that the only they don't. true vegan <laughs> paper craft online shop in America. Yep. Also, how uh, silly are you going to feel when she's like, "Damn it, we use like eighty six percent deer blood in all of our paper." That's the red in the marbling. Um, <laughs> it's just it's how we same thing how we make a Jaeger. You know? <laughs> Actually, I do. I did look at how she does the marbling on the paper, and the key is uh, corn finishing. She just has oh, has it eat a lot. It's not deer blood at all. Yeah. Well, hey, maybe cut that part out of the podcast. <laughs> You're telling everybody. Well, Her I don't secret. even have to mess with this promo code. I'm just gonna go corn it up Make on some my... paper. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, read weep for free shipping. Go to rockspringspaper.com and check it out. And thanks, Molly, for sponsoring the episode. And your mom seems cool. Thank you, Molly. <laughs> Meat bodies, meat bodies, meat bodies, meat bodies, meat bodies, meat bodies, meat bodies. Uh, all right, so now it's time for any bonus round, real quick before we go, uh, which is our mini game segment where I'm going to ask you a couple of questions inspired by the movie, but not um, about the movie uh, specifically. We're going in the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We gotta finish this shit up. Yeah, this is like the the perfect question. Um, does adding wrestlers make other sequels better or worse? So, uh, what other movies, and I guess I'll just expand it to, what other movies would you like to add the entire cast of the WWE into, and what w- movies would be worse if you did that? This was asked by Martin on our, on our uh, website. So, uh, he, Martin says, Ghostbusters 2 would have been worse, but Twilight Eclipse might have been better. Oh, good point. And I do like that, because Twilight Eclipse is when the werewolves make a big entrance, and so it'd be fun if the whole team of werewolves was played by the WWE. Toad's beefy. Yeah, Toad's beefy races <laughs> sure yeah uh what do you think steven where would you like to see the wwe voice cast um i'd like to see like uh oh that's a good nothing all right uh anthony well, come back to me. <laughs> uh i i think we we could get you know like the undertaker and kane and maybe like a there will be blood sequel uh, oh, that would that's a goofy turn for that movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know something like I think they like they play good side characters. It'd be good like a good Home Alone ba- bad guys. Oh would yeah, be the best of those. Uh, any like animated movies. I do like them as like a troop coming in and teaching people lessons. Yeah, uh, you can look at uh, Kevin Nash was in the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sequel. Oh. Uh, and he made that movie slightly better. Yeah. So like, there is precedent for this. I mean, can't think of any other ones. You know, I... The Rock is in the Jumanji remake. Sure, yeah. The Rock's in everything. He's so great. He's the perfect. He's perfect. I I wonder has The Rock made everyone else jealous in the wrestling world that they're like, I'd like to be an international movie megastar now. Uh, I mean, he's he put definitely... the work in. He's so yeah. good. Yeah. He's definitely put the work in. And he, you, we all seen like Batista. Uh, has come out and done like you know the Guardians movies and he's in the new Blade Runner and John Cena is doing a lot of comedy and like uh, train wreck and stuff so there's some pretty good 
people in it right now. You know, you think back to like when we were kids, Hulk Hogan was in a lot of movies, but he was basically playing a coked out Hulk Hogan because that's what he was at the time. You know, right. oh, he was uh, great. Well, like <laughs> Macho Man and Spider-Man. I watched everything that Hulk Hogan ever did. I uh, did you Did you watch him uh, destroy that website last month? No, well, I only watched last it year. in the 80s and yeah. 90s. He didn't. Peter Thiel did. Right, Peter Thiel did. Yeah. What was the... Uh, did Gawker? you watch... Gawker, yeah. Did you watch the sex tape where he said all that racist stuff? <laughs> Christian? I, I guess I I guess I missed all this good stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watched really it, but it had that blind description audio. <laughs> <laughs> A coked out blonde man yells racial epithets into his wife's vagina. <laughs> Not his... His friend's wife's vagina. Oh, <laughs> I didn't watch it. I yeah. uh, I assume though, in <laughs> order you would have instantly picked up on it if you weren't watching. <laughs> Those rings are of different styles. <laughs> I assume he uh, that that in order to be called Hulk Hogan in that sex tape, he had to it had to be like produced by Vince McMahon, right? No, he he's like owns the Hulk Hogan name. Vince McMahon doesn't own that. Was she calling him Hulk? Or was was she just, no, she was calling him. I was him trying Terry. to make a joke, and you made a good business point. So, yeah. um, I just think that'd be very strange. Anyway, oh, actually, since we're talking about wrestling, this reminds me. Molly had a really fun thing about this. Um, uh, because Molly and her boyfriend said they watch WWE pretty regularly, and when they were promoting this movie, Paige. Uh, was going through a hard time personally due to some public scandals. I can't tell you mm. what because I don't actually know. But um, anyway, apparently in all of the marketing for this movie, they never mentioned her or the Purple Bird once. All of the Aww. WWE programming and all the commercials for this movie, they just left her out of all of it and all the all their social well, media. That was something I, I was thinking about when I was watching this. About uh, You know, the WWE doesn't have the be- his history of like treatment of women. And there's been a lot of female wrestlers over the years that have come and gone. And it's so funny that, like, I was watching wrestling. I started watching early 90s, very young. And minus John Cena, who came in in, like, the late 90s, early aughts, like, Undertaker, Triple H, Vince McMahon, uh, they all have been in wrestling since I was a kid. You know, like, I have their yeah. staples. And then Paige shows up. And it's just like, I don't even know who that is. I've never heard of this I wonder person. if they I were going to initially want... Um, What's her name? Uh, Ronda Rousey? No. She's uh, real. She wasn't. <laughs> you might know this better because I only know it like tangentially. Uh, AJ Styles? Saturday. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, she, she was around she at was the time. Yeah. The, the straight edge guy? Yeah, she was. Uh, what was his name? Uh, I, can't, I haven't watched wrestling in years, but I know who you're referring to. Uh, or is AJ Styles a dude? AJ Styles looks to be a dude. I don't mind, I don't like to judge, but um, AJ Styles appears to be a dude in these mm. photos. There's some. Mm-hmm. They were they were together, and was she out? Is she not a? Re- oh, not. A- I think she left the company sh- shortly after because um, she was like the big, the okay. big diva. All right. uh, so, other movies that you want to put wrestlers in. I like the idea of them as a group of uh, of bad guys. I like the Home Alone idea. I thought that's really fun. Or I could see them actually as... Actually, what makes the most sense is to have them be in Fast and Furious 9 um, as like a group. Because every, every Fast and Furious movie, there's a new group of bad guys. And then in the yeah. next movie, they're all good guys. Because they just yeah. constantly switch sides, and then one of the good guys has like gotten his hit his head and is a bad guy. So for uh, the F- nine and the furious, 
Uh, I would like them to be fighting a group of all WWE wrestlers who are all also car racing gang. I or good. just have them in the Jason Statham Rock spinoff. Oh, uh, have those be the villains, you know? Oh yeah, man, there are, that that would be fun because at least when they're all hanging out together, they would like be able to share steroids. They AJ wouldn't have to like Lee. bring their own. Her name's AJ Lee. Okay, AJ Lee um, is the other one. Um, Chris, Kristen, what do you want to put them in? Uh, 12 Angry Men, the sequel. <laughs> 12 Angry Men 2. 13 Angry Men. All wrestlers. Just really pissed off, roided up jurors. The, twi- the twist in uh, 13 Angry Men totally did it. Just, That's right. He's just guilty. It's just very short <laughs> negotiating. They're like, well, remember when they brought in that DNA evidence that places him at the scene of the crime at the exact time it was committed? Don't yeah, care. Me too. Yeah. Uh, that was a great or Ratatouille. Answer. Man, Thirteen Ratatouille. Angry Men is so that would be the perfect sequel to that. <laughs> I love that. And then they could do a prequel, Eleven Angry Men. Eleven Angry Men. We're one juror short. Don't care. Well, I was. Yeah. I would. I was. I would like to see not all. It wouldn't be a whole crew, but put some of them in an uh, Oceans. Yeah, yeah. Eleven movie, like replace. The Casey Affleck and Scott Kahn characters with a couple of a couple of wrestlers, I think, would be or like Matt Damon is like, man, when I was growing up as a young pickpocket, I always loved the Ocean's Five, and then it's the wrestling team is like the cool and pickpocket it's like the crew. 80s, yeah, and they're all mm. dog. I love that. <laughs> you just wrote that. Get Soderbergh on the phone. All right, uh, that's you a- know. You're what right sequel they were not good in. Oh, yeah. The White House, which they now have direct ties to and have been in multiple oh, times. That's, that's Triple true. H and Physic Man. Yeah. That's, I don't know if you'd call it a sequel, but yeah, the, the newest edition of The White House. My Dinner with Andre, they'd probably... <laughs> My Dinner with Andre the Giant? My Fourth Meal with Andre, they would probably <laughs> kind of muck it up. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's thought of My Dinner with Andre the Giant before. I like that. Yeah, Nobody I don't want to see a <laughs> mocap Andre the Giant talking to Wallace Shawn. Uh, apparently, no, it would just be like just, uh, Admiral Token from uh, uh, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, do that now. Get a that was such a shame. Man, all right. Apparently, this T-shirt company Threadless has already thought of the idea. My dinner with Andre the Giant. All right, I thought it was out there. Um, so that's Andre the Giant three thousand. Ooh. I'm into it's that, that mashup. Andre the Giant, but it's just that seal from that movie Andre in a singular. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's dumb. That's, that's <laughs> well played. So that's lightning bonus round. If you want to play along with lightning bonus round for future episodes, go to readdashweekly.com slash next. So this is a new new feature on our new website, which is so readdashweekly.com slash next, and it has just the next couple topics coming up, and you can add uh, you can suggest games, uh, just like today's lightning bonus round game was suggested by Martin. Thanks, Martin, uh, whose picture is a crab. And uh, you can also answer other people's lightning bonus round questions, or if I ask them, you can answer them there. So a lot of good stuff. Read slash next. All right, and now it's time for our minor compliments. We're going to go in reverse order. Steven, you can only say one more nice thing about Surf's Up to Wave Mania. Surf's Up to Wave Mania. What is your minor compliment? It is in by no means, especially when you compare it to a uh, like a Pixar movie, right? Uh, but 
for being a uh, direct-to-video, kind of low budget. They didn't have, like, the thing that bugged me the most was the sand. Like, when they were stepping in sand, they didn't have footprints or anything. Oh, I I noticed that. That's awesome. But uh, I would rather watch this than, like, an Ice Age or a Madagascar. Yeah, are those this funny? is probably are better those are than DreamWorks. Yeah, this is probably better than the Emoji Movie, oh, Sony God. Animations Pictures' most recent. Film, oh, right? that's a big compliment. And yeah. with celebrities being celebrity cameos in movies and cartoons, I think they did a very good job. And there weren't too many fart jokes. It does seem like Sony is the less like it. So obviously. Pixar at the top, and it seems like DreamWorks in the middle and Sony towards the bottom. No, Sony Animation Studios is a fucking dumb... I mean, Sony Pictures in general is a <laughs> flaming trash can of garbage. They're yeah. the... Yeah, dude, read the emails. Wor- <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are the worst, most incompetent run movie studio in the industry. They, are, they make nothing but garbage. They're making, like, three Spider-Man movies without Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, doing like that, the, the comic strip Calvin... Or it was uh, Garfield without Garfield. Yep. Burby next with- to you. They just took like my favorite, one of my favorite properties in the world, the Dark Tower, and just played it so dirty. I oh, can't yeah. believe they did that. That was that was a real bummer. But yeah, Sony Pictures and Sony Animation Studios just the Hotel Transylvania films and the you know, Emoji made, movie. And just, they made that Goosebumps movie two years ago that I really liked. Yeah, that wasn't bad. They occasionally have you know. Yeah, some okay right. stuff, but the best thing I can say is some of these are kind of okay. Clocks right twice a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, uh, always, Cla- Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball, the yeah. Twenty One Jump Street franchise. Like that's okay. Cloudy with make, a Chance but... of Meatballs is great. Arthur yeah. Christmas, they did. People like that. Um, the one that, from that email thing, the one where they were wanting a Twenty One Jump Street Men in Black crossover. Yeah. I was like. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> that sounds great. I, you know what? I, this is embarrassing, but uh, the emoji movie looks like it's made. A, it made a hundred million dollars profit, which yeah. is just the saddest state of the world. I mean, that's. Oh I don't God. know if that's woman in red dress. That's my reaction to it. That's, that's that's an emoji. Oh, I get it. I get it. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I was hoping that would lose money. Yeah, it's a real shame. Like, I don't know, they they did the RoboCop and Ghostbuster remake. Just a lot of just a lot of bad stuff that the studio puts out. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Um. All right. Well, uh, I I gotta say, Stephen, since this is the end, um, the last segment, I you did actually change my opinion of this whole movie for sure. You talked me into it, and I think you were just trolling, but I you did change my opinion. So no, it works. it's just a crappy kids movie, but it's like one that I would watch. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I had a kid and they were like, "Let's watch this one," I'd be like, "Thank God we're not watching uh, Sing." Sure. Yeah. Oh man, Uh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I watched the whole thing. Wait, sing or troll? Sing looks kind of no. This surf, surf, surf's up too. Yeah, Yeah, this was Um, this was pretty good. I like the. uh, Yeah, yeah, it's good. They they didn't surf on lava, but whatever. I I guess I did like some of the characters thing, and this is what Molly mentioned is visually is more is an interesting movie, and I like I said I really liked the hat on Undertaker. So my minor compliment is I also liked that his surfboard was the top of a casket. 
because he's the Undertaker. Yeah, and when he yep. slept, he put the sur- he, he put it over his face. Ground, and he was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He when he was asleep, he dug a casket-sized hole in the ground, laid in it, and held the surfboard slash casket lid over his head. Yeah. Um, which is what Undertakers are known for doing is sleeping in caskets. It um, would have been great to at one point see Chicken Joe uh, dressed up as um, yes. Paul Bearer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and Chicken Joe was kind of interesting. I wish. Because uh, he was like wearing his sponsored outfit the whole movie, but we couldn't read the sponsors. I wish they'd actually sold sponsorships on Chicken Joe. Like El Pollo Loco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or Los perfect. Pollos Hermanos or something. Be a real cute <laughs> thing. Um, I bet that was a budget thing too. I was like, they were like, we can put him in this, and we don't have to animate feathers. Yeah. I was thinking about yeah. it. I think the lava. That maybe the original intention were that they were supposed to surf the lava, but. It would cost too much money to Man, what do a the weird... lava effects. I guess something. I just assume sort of in cartoons, I think of it as being like a cartoon is like the same price to make a whole cartoon regardless mm. of what they do. Um, but it makes way more sense that like different physics would be harder and more expensive to animate. So the, the idea that they were like, we're going to surf on this, but they almost never surf, actually. They surf very little for a... 85 yeah. minutes yeah. Maybe there's like three minutes of surfing. Water's hard. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. this movie felt to me like they they were able to make it because they just reused like 70% of the stuff they made bet, in the first yeah. movie. Yeah. And they were like, okay, we're going to create five new characters, one walrus mountain, and then we're just reusing <laughs> textures we like had. Like if we the watch the other movie. one, they never make a face in this movie they did not make in the first movie. Yeah. It's just a lot of reused yeah. mouths. Still, his surfboard like is fun. Kristen. The re- reused animation in Disney's Robin Hood, you know? Like, right. Oh, the, yeah. Oh, I've, I've, just I've straight up taking, taking those scenes from the earlier movies and reusing them with different animation over them, you know? Kristen, uh, what's, your, you, what's your minor compliment <laughs> for Surf's Up 2? Uh, I actually did mine in reverse order. This is my major compliment. Um, okay. I like movies with a giant freaking tidal wave in them, uh, like Deep <laughs> Impact and uh, Poseidon, San Andreas, The Abyss has oh, a good one. And so San when I saw Andreas, this was going to be a... The Rock surfs on a like yacht. He yacht surfs a tidal wave. It's incredible. Wave. Yeah, I love anything that with a giant fucking wave in it. I'm like, I'm going to go see that movie. And so when I saw this was going to be a surf movie, I'm like, oh my God, I hope there's a big fucking wave at the <laughs> yeah. end. And, and it did not disappoint. There was a big yep. fucking wave at the end. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was ominous. It was green. I don't know how realistic it was. They did surf yeah. on the tippy top of it. And then of course down the back at yeah. one point, but anyway, be that as it may, it did not disappoint. It, it, it gave me my giant fucking tidal wave and it made me really happy. They did say that one of their next things they might do is surf a tsunami, which is like, I mean, like, yes, that might be big, but mostly also you'd be like surfing over the devastation of a coastal village. That is true. Seems like but not they that would cool. totally be dropping off food and supplies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. That, uh, the, oh. the FEMA surf division. Can I? Uh, fine. One more thing. There's a point in a lot of movies, and I think a lot of animated movies, where <laughs> when it's revealed what RTL means, right? By the lightning. If the the characters were like, "What? That's a death mission," it would be, "Uh oh." The these characters would then turn heel and be like, "You're coming with us, no matter what." Like, there's a lot of movies where yeah. it'd be like that. Like, "Oh, you are sending us to our death," but they're like, 
nah, I'm good. And they're like, we respect that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean, think about that. That's true. They were like, nah, I don't really want to do that. Can I be an officer? yourself. Wee! Sure, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they were real chill about it. Their whole life goal was to do this thing. And when no one wanted to join them, they were like, yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, this is messed up. Why are we doing this? This is stupid. All right. Good, good point. All right. Anthony, Came close us out. Way. Minor compliment. Uh, my... Uh, probably one of my favorite moments in the movie. I did, I did like sort of John Cena as the moral barometer. I did like the scene, like I mentioned earlier, in the tomb when he's like, "There's more to life than surfing." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love like the first real scene JC has of this movie is he comes out and gives a PSA about how they're professionals and you should not try any of these wrestling moves you see at home. Uh, I love that they like did that in the movie. Yeah. I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, and I hate Michael Cole, and I liked watching him die. Uh, that was another. <laughs> Is he the seagull he announcer? Yeah, yeah. They, oh, they, he yeah. Died. They he dies. Yeah. In crutches with burns nope. on it no. or something. But uh, no, he straight up dies. Just really quick explanation. So the announcer... This, there's this seagull with a microphone who's always who's the announcer from the WWE, I assume. He's um, one of them, yeah. He's Michael Cole. He, but he's always been, to me, just like the least charismatic, shitty ringside announcer. I've always just hated watching him. So he's uh, just around announcing their feats to nobody, that I, as far as I can tell. He's just yeah. constantly yeah. in the air pretending to be an announcer. And then when they do their death mission, he gets hit by lightning. The microphone falls covered in ash. They never talk about it again. No. Uh, actually, the announcer... Well, I was watching the the version for blind people. Yeah. And so my narrator <laughs> said that he was... About. Right, he was pulverized. Um, <laughs> and he said it in a smarmy British voice, which I thought that this was the version that everybody watched. But yes, it was. It made it funnier for that, me but yeah, that, that he pointed is, out. That is great. Yeah, so anyway, he just dies. They just let him die. That's a good point. That's a good that, I've, been, yeah. I've been waiting 15 years to watch something bad happen to that man. <laughs> that felt great. God, that's so funny that you watch that ver- because I think of like then it turns it into like a March of the Penguins style. Or oh, like yeah. It made it so much he funnier. narrating the yeah. whole thing. I recommend getting the blind version. It's great. <laughs> and it's visually fantastic. for our show everybody thank you so much for listening we are going to be back again next week next week uh we're going to be talking about harry potter and the philosopher's stone what i know um i want to uh, be on this every week I, <laughs> i'm glad it's a great I'm, movie specifically philosopher's stone. yeah we're reading the book yeah the, oh. we're, we're doing the uh the 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 i'm going to be listening to the british version of the audiobook it's um, so good. The I British know. version's so good. It's it's incredible. I don't want to spoil anything. But I, no, I have, I've just, read it. I did it before. I listened uh, to it before. I'm excited to go back and do it again. Um, this is going to be a really fun episode, and I, um, I guess I don't know why we're this lucky, but uh, so we are. Because a lot of, sometimes people sponsor and they want to hurt us, and sometimes like this week uh, with Ava, who sponsored, who said um, it's just the best book series ever, and you've suffered a lot, so and good. so I think read book one. Love it, and hopefully someone else will pay to read book two later, and you can just keep going and have a good time. Also, this is the 20th anniversary of the first book being published, so it's basically Jesus. fate. Wow. It does make me feel a little old, but yeah, um, so stoked. What a fun week this is going to be. So sorry you every can't be on all the time, because that's a fun one, but... Um, I'm much... I- 
that first movie is garbage. I'm going to tune in. That's what the, I'm going to do. I'm going <laughs> to oh, tune they, in and listen. Yeah. yeah good idea. Be a good you one also to listen tune to. in. Um, yeah. We are reading the book. Yeah, the first book. So that's next week. Uh, thanks to Ava for sponsoring that. And thanks to Molly for sponsoring this week. And thanks to Molly's mom. Uh, you can go to rockspringspaper.com, um, which is kind of like paper, rock, scissors, but with strings, uh, springs instead of scissors. 100% deer blood free. <laughs> Marbled paper. So check that out. Sure about that. Uh, and use the code <laughs> READWEEP when you check out for free shipping. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for being here at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. Thank you so much to have me. I'm really happy to be back. Yeah, we're so glad to have you back, man. I hope you had a great honeymoon. We'll talk about it more yeah, off the air. I hope sex was all you'd hoped it would be. Yeah, I mean, you were right. It is further down than you thought it would be. Perfect. All right. I not, gave up, it, not up near the neck. <laughs> That's where my parts are, but I gave Anthony some very important sex advice before he left. Uh, it's, yeah. it's very far. Don't and, do it. <laughs> and at Wilbur with an E on Instagram, which is his best of many good mediums. Thanks for I being like, here. Go on there right now. Your vine was great, and vine got great. taken away, and you have like made Instagram work for you in a way that I, I love your Instagram. You are so weird and funny, and it's delightful. Eat shit. Okay, and KristenKey.com, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Kristen with two eyes and one vagina, Key.com. <laughs> Yeah. It's a great line. Uh, and you can... Uh, anyway, Kristen, this is your uh, first time I've gotten you on the show, and I wish I'd asked you before. You were so delightful, and I really appreciate you making the time to talk to us. A- anytime. This was so much fun. Cock-a-doodle-dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Goodbye. <laughs>